As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Business is Art on True Chat. We're broadcasting from Urbana, Ohio today. I'm your host, John Umstead. Love for you to reach out to me, contact me. You can reach me on Twitter at John Umstead or on LinkedIn. I also have a Facebook John Umstead consultant page. And you can go to my website, plancanvas.net, and reach me there. Of course, you can always reach me through the True Chat app or at the True Chat website itself as well. But I would like to hear from you, start a conversation, like to know what you thought of any past episodes of Business is Art, today's episode of Business is Art, and what you would like to hear in any future episodes of Business is Art. But today, we are talking about powerful personal brands, and our guest is Ben Baker, who is an author. And he's the founder of Your Brand Marketing and BenBakerSpeaks.com. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks for having me, John. It's, it's a pleasure being on the show today. Well, we're glad to have you. We, this is a topic we've not covered yet. Uh, this, by the way, is our 120th episode of Business is Art. But it's the first time right. we're uh, – thank you. But it is the first time we are hitting this particular topic on personal brands. We've had some topics that kind of skirted around it. Or maybe we brought it up as a subject as we were talking about some broader subject. But never before have we had this as the main topic. So uh, it's great to have you here to to talk about this stuff. So with that in mind, Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your, bra- and your background, if you would, please. Sure, no problem. I got out of the high-tech business about 22 or 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was on an airplane about 200-plus days a year and realized that uh, it was going to kill my marriage. So what I did is I realized what I do well and what I don't do well, and what I really do well is help people communicate. And I had the opportunity to get involved in the branding and marketing business. And Mm -hmm. 22 years later, I'm on uh, my second business. Uh, You know, I got rid of my, uh, my partner about 11 years ago, and Did you, uh, when you say get rid of, do you mean there's... Well, uh, you know, he's still uh, alive, but you know oh. what? We don't talk anymore. So ah. that's okay. We, 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 
<laughs> shotgun clauses are there for a reason. Uh, okay, yeah. we, you know, and uh, we, you know, he he ended up going his way. I ended up going my way, and you know what? We're both we're both doing just fine. So. Hey, that's the way it usually goes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We should no ill whatsoever, and uh, I'm probably better off because of it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so today, you know, what do I do? We work with a lot of government clients. We do a lot of work with smoking cessation, alcohol awareness, drug addiction programs. We work a lot with logistics companies and transportation companies. A lot of business-to-business type companies that are looking to grow. And what they're doing is they're hitting that glass ceiling because how they communicate isn't as effective as what they want. And their leaders within their organizations are not as effective communicators as they need to be. So mm-hmm. we work with them both on the personal brand side and the corporate brand side. And that's through uh, that's through your brand marketing, your company. That's your through brand. your brand marketing. Okay. Yeah. And Ben right. Baker Speaks is is my speaking career. You know, uh-huh. I spend a lot of time uh, speaking across North America. Uh, you know, I'm heading to Denver fairly soon. I was in Vegas in January and. I speak on a lot of different things. One of them is being unique in a cookie cutter world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because there, it is a it is a cookie cutter world, and there's lots of noise out there associated with it, right? So, how, how do you uh, stand out, and how can you be unique? So, that's good stuff, and uh, hopefully, we can get into into that uh, through this podcast. But before we do, Ben, I should have asked you at the onset where where are you today? I am actually up in Vancouver, British Columbia, up in Canada. Okay. So anybody know that that uh, Spring Olympics we had in 2010, mm-hmm. where we didn't quite have enough snow, that was us. Ah. So you know, it's it's a beautiful city. You know, the sun is shining today, and it's an absolutely wonderful place to be. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, just coincidentally, my uh, publisher is in Vancouver, Figure One Publishing, but uh, I've not been there. Like to get there someday. <laughs> I do have. Speaking of snow, I, I'm getting way off topic here. But my <laughs> little side story: my my oldest daughter is in Anchorage, Alaska, and um, uh, you know, for the Iditarod and, and and that a couple of years ago to get the the race started, they by the train load full brought in snow because it was just too warm. Just like you were talking about in Vancouver, it was just too warm. There wasn't enough snow, so they. They trained, they trained and trucked it in, and uh, kind of the running joke in Anchorage was uh, you could tell which snow came from Fairbanks. Uh, it was the snow with cigarette butts in it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have been to Fairbanks, and I can concur uh, with yes. that. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been to Anchorage. I've been to Fairbanks. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're way off topic. Let's get back on track here a little bit. So, um, let's 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 dive right into the topic, if we could, please. What sure. does it mean? What does it mean, really, to have a personal brand, and how does it differ from a product or a company brand? Well, you know, I mean, everybody you know thinks of branding as a logo, and a, and a brand is not a logo at, at all. What a logo is, it's a placeholder for a brand. Mm-hmm. It's something that reminds people of who you are, what you do when you're, when you're not in the room. But your brand is what you believe. It's what you stand for, what you stand against. You know, what, where your value is and how people value you. So when it comes to either a corporate brand or a personal brand, 
it's you know it's how people think of you when you're not in the room and that's probably the best way to describe a brand a personal brand is just that it's you know you personally you know think, people think of of tiger woods as a brand or they think as richard branson as a brand you know it's when your name is synonymous with a thought when when people say your name Certain things come up and they think of you because it associates with a, a brand and a persona that you've created. And mm-hmm. the more consistent that brand is, the more valuable it is. Mm-hmm. I like the way you put that, how, you, how people think of you when you're not in the room. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah, it tends to be, you know, that's the, that's the major thought process, whether I'm doing workshops or consulting or speaking you know, I can tell people is what do you want people to think about you when you're not there? Because mm-hmm. if, if you can sit there and say, this is how I want to be perceived mm-hmm. and it's authentic and it's real and it's something that you can communicate both, you know, orally or through your writing or, you know, video blogs or blogs or your social media presence, it doesn't matter where you are. If you can portray that idea you know, consistently across different mediums, people will get it. And if people get it, they'll understand it and they'll engage with it. Yeah. So this might seem like a really softball question, uh, but why does that even matter? Why is it important? I think, you know, for, for the leaders that I work with, I work with a lot of different people. I work with sales teams and I also work with leadership teams. Mm-hmm. And for sales teams and leadership t- teams, it's all about trust. Mm-hmm. And it's trusting you as an individual. It's not just the corporation that you work with. People buy from people. People trust people. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. People say, well, I bought from IBM because I trust IBM, but, which is true to a, you know, to, a, you know, to a point. However, it's the person that you're dealing with in IBM. Mm-hmm. If you don't trust that that person has your back and that you don't trust that that person is going to be there long-term to take care of you, it makes that sales process that much harder. If, you know, if a, a leader of an organization or a leader of a team doesn't have the trust of the individuals they're working with, and if those people don't understand the vision and mission and, and, and values and where that team is supposed to be going, you know, it's a lot harder for that leader to, to lead that team. And it yeah. all comes down to trust. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we, we're tending to, by design, talk about uh, personal brands as others, uh, maybe customers or clients, uh, perceive it. Uh, but let's talk about internally, uh, because you just mentioned, uh, you just mentioned it a, a bit. It, you know, one of the issues that we're, we're challenged with, not just in the U.S. and Canada, but globally, is employee engagement. And it's, uh, it's something that is continuously year after year measured as being extremely low. How, I think it was 30%. 30, right it's, yeah, 30%. For sure in the U.S., it's 30%. I think, uh, I think Gallup has it globally as somewhere around like 13%. It's very, very low wow. globally. Uh, but yeah, 30% is a, is a good mark. And it's been that way for 15, 16, 17 years, uh, as long as it's been measured, at least by Gallup. So how does personal plan, or excuse me, personal plan, how does um, personal brand come into play and impact employee engagement? 
I think personal brand helps to, you know, as it comes out, I keep using the word trust because it is absolutely what I believe in. If people do not believe in their leadership, if they do not believe in their managers, if they do not believe in the, in the corporation itself, they're going to go elsewhere. I mean, there was a statistic that said 51% of people in 21 uh, 2017 were out looking for a job mm-hmm. at any given time. Right. Right. And the reason for that is because they do not feel that they're either being taken care of. They don't be, feel that they're being listened to. They don't feel that they're being valued. They don't feel that the people that are their leaders are communicating mission and vision and therefore, they don't know what direction that they're going in. And, and when people don't understand direction and they don't understand why they're there, they're going to go somewhere else that, where they believe they're getting that. And it's the job of leaders to be able to communicate where the company is going and how that's done is by personal brands interacting with corporate brands to be able to tell that brand story. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's not just telling the brand story to your clients. Mm-hmm. It's telling it to your internal clients. Right. So they can not only listen to it, they can understand it, and they can also repeat it. Yeah, and they can get on board with whatever your vision or mission is uh, more readily when they understand it as well. And Absolutely. that's very, very important because – when everyone's on board, you know you're not going it alone anymore. I don't care the size of your of your business or company. Um, it, it's tough to go it alone. The more that uh, are engaged and on board, the better your life is going to be because uh, you've got all kinds of help that way. Well, if if people are engaged, they're more willing to stay with the company. They're going to be with the company longer. They're going to be mm-hmm. more valuable employees. They're going to have less sick days. They're going to have. Uh, less tension within the office. There's a million different factors that come up when people actually understand where the company is, where it's going, who they do what for, and why those people care. Mm -hmm. And personal brands of leaders help those leaders communicate that mission and vision statement effectively to to the employees. Yeah. It gives gives the managers and, and leaders confidence to know that, you know what, I can communicate the story in an, in an effective manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, ge- it just gives credibility to that video because you can spot a phony, right? You can, you can, you can listen to someone that's up, uh, you know, proclaiming what the vision and mission and purpose of the company or organization is. But uh, insincerity is, is pretty easy to spot, so very, yeah. very important there. And, you know, you'd mentioned 51% of uh, employees are looking for a job. I, I have to believe it's, it's, you know, higher than that. You know, it people, probably is, but that, people, was what, that was a stat that I heard. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure it's based on, on uh, real studies, and, and that's what they concluded. But when you think about uh, – you know, informally looking or casually or just being open to uh, to new jobs or opportunity. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot higher. But regardless, there is that axiom. And I don't have any stats to throw at this. You might. But the, the old axiom that the majority of employees don't leave the job or the company, they leave the manager. Right. Yeah. So. Well, they, 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 they leave because they don't feel that they're being valued. Yeah. Right. They don't feel that they've been they've been heard or they don't understand 
what their purpose is within the company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, you know, communication is the key to, to be able to solve all those problems. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ben, let's take a really quick break here and then we'll get right back to it. The next question, though, when, when we come back from uh, this quick read I need to do for True Chat is uh, I want to start talking about um, how one goes about establishing a, a personal brand. So noodle on that for a second while I do a little uh, read for True Chat. So uh, folks, before we continue, we want to take a moment and remind you all that new episodes of Businesses Art are available by and on Tuesdays by 6.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. I should say 7 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. I apologize for that. Tuesdays by 7 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, you can catch new episodes of Business Art. Of course, it's uh, always available on demand anytime at your leisure. Let's talk about True Chat's mission statement real quick. True Chat will be the mortal enemy of speculation, innuendo, and stagnation. We'll champion informed opinions and fresh ideas. True Chat will prove that media can be trusted, speaking of trust, relied on, and responsible. We won't join the media elite because we're setting a new standard. It's a higher standard, and that's the True Chat standard. So to ensure that this show maintains the highest ethical standards, we make it easy for you to voice any concerns with today's episode by emailing ethics at truechat.org. Again, that's ethics at T-R-U-E-C-H-A-T dot org. So let's turn our attention now back to the topic at hand. We are talking about powerful personal brands, not just personal brands, but powerful ones, Ben. So how does one go about establishing a powerful personal brand? Well, now is a good time for me to plug my upcoming book. Right. It's actually called Powerful Personal Brand. I'm sorry, powerful personal brands. What a, a user's guide to understanding yours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So th my book, my book is coming out at the end of June, uh, and and what it's going to be is it's going to be a workbook format. Okay. So it, it's going to be available on Amazon, and what it is it, it's designed to do is exactly that. It's it's uh, it's giving people the tools to be able to establish their own powerful personal brand because there's two different things. One is understanding who you are. And the other way is communicating it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the most important thing that I think that most people don't is they don't take the time to codify their own personal brand. Mm -hmm. you know, they don't get the time to understand where do they come from? You know, what are the things that made them who they are? Mm -hmm. you know, everybody sits there, goes and glasses over and says, oh, I had a bad childhood. Mm -hmm. Okay, you might have had a bad childhood. Lots of people had a bad childhood. Mm -hmm. But what did you learn from it? All right. Right. You know, instead of just sitting there and, and, you know, leading this life saying, oh, I had a horrible childhood, sit there and say, okay, these were the things that were challenging to me as a child. Mm -hmm. These are the things that were challenging to me growing up. Mm -hmm. What can I learn from them? What can I do to make myself better because of them? Because we can't change the past. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to change the past. Mm -hmm. So most people don't take the time to figure out what was the lesson learned? You know, yes, I fell on my face. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I need to do to make sure I don't fall exactly that same way that, you know, again, mm -hmm. and be able to learn from it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a, a really good place to start. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I do. And I, and I don't mean to uh, disrupt your train of thought. So uh, please keep a note of wherever you were heading next, but right here, I would like to interject and, and ask a question. So last sure. week, uh, I, I attended a boot camp for entrepreneurs. You, you never too, uh, it's never too late to learn a little bit 
something new, right? So I was in this boot camp. I learn every day. Yeah, absolutely. And part of the requirements of the, of the boot camp was uh, on the final day, uh, you had to give a seven-minute investor pitch. Right. right? And so, um, you know, and there was heavy emphasis leading up to that to tell your story. You know, uh, if you can, if you can uh, bring some emotion into the room, uh, by all means, do it. And, and anybody that's known me for a while or has been following me knows I've kind of got two bits of a story that 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 all come together. And one of them is just uh, just a successful experience I had running and growing a business. And the question is really kind of around that. In in it's kind of a two part question. So around that. How do you keep your story fresh, for one? But second, how do you present it in a way that doesn't feel like bragging? Because after a while, you start saying the same thing over and over. It's like, oh, in high school, I was a great pitcher, you know, pitching, you know, no hitter. And, and, and it, <laughs> it gets old and you, you get tired of the story yourself. But it, after a while, it just starts to feel like, you know, you're just uh, hearkening back to your glory days. The other part of my personal story is that I was very heavily impacted uh, by suicide, uh, suicides of some people that were close to me. And, 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 and the story itself all comes together, both the, the success story and the suicide story. But when I tell the suicide story, uh, I feel cheap sometimes. I feel like, you know, uh, is somebody sitting out there looking at me thinking, oh, he just wants a pity party when that is not the intent at all. So um, I guess kind of to the point that you're beginning, I don't know what my question is, Ben. I'm rambling here. So why don't, help me out. Save me. No, no problem. This is, you know, getting into the two points that you, is first of all, how to, how to keep it fresh. And second of all, how to, you know, keep from the pity party. Mm-hmm. You keep it fresh by knowing your story mm-hmm. and being able to reference it in ways that are valuable to the people that you're listening to. Sorry, that are listening to you. Mm-hmm. It's every story that I tell, and I'm on stage a lot, mm-hmm. I tailor the talk that I have to the audience that are in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to insurance brokers way different than I am to salespeople, uh, different from people that I am to uh, you know to an audience of CEOs. And the stories that I'm going to tell and how I reference it and how I, and how I communicate that same story is different depending on who's in the room. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding who's your audience. You know, to CEOs, I might be a little bit more, you know, uh, succinct and I might be a little bit more uh, to the point with it. With a group of sales guys, you may, may, may drag it out a little bit more mm-hmm. depending on who your audience is and, you know, what, what kind of information they really want out of it. You know, so you can, you can make a story either longer or shorter depending on on your audience, but always know the story mm-hmm. and it's, and, and be, and be proud of it because mm-hmm. it's your story. All right. You know, it's your story and it's, it's authentically you, you know, nobody is either more authentic or less authentic. They're authentic. Mm-hmm. You're either authentic or you're not. You either, you're either telling your story. You're telling something that you believe in. That's, that's part of your history and be proud of it. And I always tell it from a storyteller's point of view, Mm-hmm. I don't say, and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I did the other thing. I would say, come back to me to 2007 when I was sitting in my car, and I was, I was tormented because, you know what, I'd been sitting there for half an hour, and, and I couldn't move. I, you know, I mm-hmm. knew I had to drive to the office, but you know what, I just 
didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And the story goes on from there. Right. And the more you can dr- bring your audience into the story and paint them a picture, it becomes something that they're going to relate to and something they're going to engage with. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to your second point of dealing with, you know, you know, the pity party, it's taking it from this is what happened, but this is the lesson that I learned out of it. Mm-hmm. And if you can sit there and say, you know what, here's a perfect example. I have a buddy of mine who's on stage who is a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And what he realized was, is that yes, he's a cancer survivor, but he was a very powerful CEO and vice president of major organizations, traveled the world, this, that, the other thing. So what he does is he tells the cancer story, but he tells it in the way of where he was, where he is, and where he's going. Mm-hmm. And this is what he learned from it. And the cancer becomes a very small piece of the actual story. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's still there, and it's still part of him, and it's still... Right you know, part of, 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 of what makes him who he is today. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not about the cancer. Mm-hmm. It's about, this is what I've learned dealing with the cancer. And this is how, these are the leadership lessons I've learned by, by dealing through my own cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's how you present it, I think, is the, is the best way to, to be able to get yourself to a point where you're taking the audience along the journey with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great points and great advice. So I kind of interrupted a train of thought that you were on. I don't know if you can get back to it or if we kind of inadvertently covered. Yeah, that's, that's okay. You know, it was establishing a personal brand, and the first thing is is to understand who you were. Mm-hmm. The second part of that is is understanding who you are today and where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it, it's understanding those three things. What do what do I believe? What have I learned from my experience? What you know. Who, are, who really is my audience and what makes me valuable to them? You know, why should these people care about me? Mm-hmm. Because there's too many people out there that walk into job interviews, that walk on stage, that walk into board meetings and don't have a true sense of who they are. And, don't, right. and, and, it, and it shows because you can't, whether you're trying to sell a board of directors and a new idea in a new direction, you're trying to sell a used car to, you know, to a, to a young kid, or you're trying to sell an insurance policy, you know, to a CEO of an organization, you know, in the end, what you're doing is you're developing a level of trust mm-hmm. and trust is built because of personal relationships. Yeah. And, and when and you can take people tr- personally, the better things go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you said, you know, You've got to have a sense of who you are, and so many people don't, or they they kind of falsely um, create this uh, caricature of themselves that's based on their job or mm-hmm. a particular role that they play, and um, and that that's not a path to happiness. Uh, you know, you see it over and over again uh, in people. So I can't emphasize that enough that you have to have some sense of who you are that uh, goes well beyond just what's the whatever role you play. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. I, I mentor at, at a couple of the major universities, and mm-hmm. I spend a day with them once a quarter where we go through networking skills and interviewing skills mm-hmm. for, the market, for the marketing departments. And most of these kids, it's the first time they've been on a serious job interview. Right. 
and they all talk about, well, I did this in school, I did this in school, I did this in school, and I got this grade, and I got that grade. And I said, guys, forget about your grades. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you learned. Yeah. Tell me about some experience you have. Tell me about a project that you were on. This and this is how it came together, and this is how you succeeded. So, Ben, we, we talked we talked about establishing a personal brand, actually establishing it. But can we talk a little bit about the mechanics? Now that you've got a brand that you want to share, uh, how do, how do you get it out there for others to hear it? Yeah, I mean, the key word for any brand, you know, is consistency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in today's world, I mean, we talked about this at the very beginning of the show. There is an enormous amount of noise out there. Mm-hmm. There is an enormous amount of noise out there. And, you know, there's literally hundreds of social media channels. Mm-hmm. You know, people you know, have their Facebook, they have their Twitter, they have their Instagram, they have their Snapchat, they have their LinkedIn, they have their YouTube, they have whatever. And the biggest mistake I see of a lot of people are two things. One is inconsistency across platforms. Right. You know, if they if if you look at all my social media platforms and they're all at yourbrandmarketing.com or your brand marketing, they all have a consistent image. Right. They all have the same they all have the same tagline. They all have similar text that talks about me in the same way. So it doesn't matter if someone has found me on Facebook and then they want to look at me up at LinkedIn, they're going to say, yeah, that's the same person. The mm-hmm. image is the same. Yep, that's great. It's the same person. I could do it. Right. But the one thing I find that most people do is they, they want to be on all of these different social media platforms. And I say this to companies as well as I do as individuals. Uh-huh. The problem is you don't have the time. Yeah, you know, right. Pick, pick two or three and do them well rather than be on eight and do them poorly. Mm-hmm. Because nobody wants to hear the exact same message said the exact same way on seven different platforms. Right. You know, you speak on Snapchat different than you do on Twitter, that different than you do on LinkedIn versus that you do on, on Facebook. And YouTube is completely different altogether. The, the brand is the same. Your audience is different. So right. you need to say... You know, consistent. You know, consistently. This is who I am. This is what I talk about, and this is what I believe. But you're going to say it in different ways and, and using the different mediums. And if you're not prepared to set up, you know, a listening point to not only be out there, you know, sending your information out, but also responding to the people that that respond to you on these six or seven mediums. Mm-hmm. Go down to two or three. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with being stronger on on sm- on a on a on a smaller platform mm-hmm. than being nowhere on on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's when we try to be, and this is generally 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 true, not just of social media, but when we try to be everything to everybody, uh, we fail. Right? It's, we just can't do it. Exactly. No one can do it. So. Yeah, and, and as I said, stop being more authentic or less authentic. Be authentic. Yeah. So, this is what I believe. This is why I believe it. These are the articles that I, you know, if I find an article online, I'm not just going to post the article. I'm going to sit there and say, you know what? I found this article on Inc. Magazine. I read it. I thought that these points were salient, and I thought that this particular section of my audience would like it. Post. Mm-hmm. And this is why. Post. Right. You know, yeah. have a thought process behind it. You know, write on LinkedIn. You know, write, write your own thoughts. Write your own 
feelings because trust me, people look. Yeah. You know, when pe- when people are when people are bringing me up on stage to speak or do a workshop, believe me, everybody looks at my LinkedIn profile. Mhm. Yeah, and and also you you shouldn't be afraid or hesitant to disagree with with others' points. Right? You don't have to agree with everything you say, you know, uh, points one, two, and three, absolutely. But, you know, points four and five, eh, here's why I disagree with them or why I question yeah. them, you know, because it, it, it does enhance your image as someone who is knowledgeable in whatever the subject it, uh, at hand is and who has a, a, an alternative point of view. And that's important. Exactly. In my opinion, I believe that, you know, I disagree with the points you made because of this. Mm hmm. And as long as you can talk intelligently, as long as you can, you you can stand behind your side of the argument. Mm-hmm. People will respect that, right? If right. The person who just says you're wrong and and <laughs> you know says right. it and Idiot. sends it off has has no credence and no credibility whatsoever. <laughs> the person who says you're wrong, but because of, of I believe this, this, and this, and these are the facts that I, I'm using to support that, you know. You know, or or I believe that you're. In my opinion, I disagree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, there are no black and white. There is no gray. There is no. There is no absolutes out there. It's all shades of gray. Well, yeah, you know, I, I say that all the time. There rarely is, uh, if ever, uh, an answer. There are usually yeah. multiple answers, and you have to kind of pick the one that works best that you think is going to work best for you, and uh, and, and try to make it work. But then you also have to be smart enough to realize if it's not working, you need to pivot and <laughs> change gears a little bit, right? Oh. But uh, oh, and you know, one thing I, I did mention, one thing I forgot to say about consistent images. You know those you know those drunk pictures on people's Facebook pages and Instagram pages? Yeah. Get rid of them. <laughs> you know, because somebody somebody somewhere is gonna find them. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. care how well you think your website is locked down, if your buddy doesn't have his security settings locked down and he's you know, he's posted those pages on his on his site, yeah. guess what? They're out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also to the to the point where where we were talking about uh, you know being willing to disagree with points as well, but in a respectful way, the person that's receiving those comments needs to also be respectful because you know oftentimes the first instinct is to get pissed off, right? You know how dare yep. you disagree with me, and and that's not a <laughs> that's not a good response or approach when someone does respectfully disagree with. Uh, with whatever it is you're saying. So it's okay that we don't all have the same opinions. That's what makes life exciting and leads us to better solutions. So uh, just uh, Absolutely, but people point. value people who have a, who actually have an opinion. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ben. Well, hey, we've had some really good discussion, uh, but we're going to have to start wrapping some things up. So I'd like to ask if you have sure. any final advice to uh, leave with our listeners. Yeah, I mean, the personal, the best piece of advice I can give you for a personal brand is consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're consistent in what you say, how you present yourself, you know, the image that you put out there, the information that you're putting out there, if everything, you know, says, smells, and listens, you know, you know and people listen to it the same way, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to have a pretty good idea of who you are, what you're about, and why they should care about you. Right. If you're all over the map, people are just not going to pay attention to you because they're going to sit there going, who is the real Ben Baker? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate that. So before we sign off, though, where can people find you? Uh, you've already mentioned your upcoming book, but let's repeat that and what, what the title is and where people can find it yeah, and when it will be the released. It's coming out the end of June, mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's called Powerful Personal Brands, A User's Guide to Understanding Yours. I'm just in the middle of building a brand-new website, and as soon as uh, the book is, covers up, the, so, will, so will be that on my website. Mm-hmm. But there's two ways of getting in touch with me. One is benbakerspeaks.com, and the other one is yourbrandmarketing.com. So both of them lead to the same place, but it, 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 they just uh, go to different sections of the website. All right. Great. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. We wish you great success with the book and everything else you're doing. We'll keep an eye out for the release of that book, and maybe we'll have you back on the show sometime after the book's been out for a little while. I would absolutely love it. John, thank you very much for having me on the show. You, you've been uh, wonderful to talk to. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, folks out there, if you haven't already, make sure you download True Chat's mobile app. You can connect with us on social media right in the app itself or visit our website, truechat.org. That's T-R-U-E-C-H-A-T dot org. True Chats Network offers a great lineup of shows, variety of things from sports and politics to entertainment, business, and more. So make sure you explore what the network has to offer. For businesses, Art on True Chat, broadcasting from Urbana, Ohio, and Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you very much. I'm your host, John Umstead. Uh, My guest has been Ben Baker, author, founder of Your Brand Marketing, and BenBakerSpeaks.com. Thanks again, Ben, for being on the show, and thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time on Business is Art. Be the change. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.